Hallelujah. All right, y'all ready? We'll go ahead and start. Hallelujah. Put your thumb up if you use once you start it. We'll go ahead and start. Hallelujah. Just let me know when you press start. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. You can keep the instrumental on and go ahead and, and put me on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, welcome this morning. We thank God for you. And I pray that. And I know that God is going to do something mighty in your life this morning. We thank God for you. And I want to impart in your life this morning. Let's pray. And I really want you at home, wherever you are. I want you to pray and I want you to get your spirit ready for where we're about to go. There isn't a divine movement. There's a divine um, um, expression that God wants to impart into your life today. And I want you to be ready for what God is wanting to pour into you this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning. We glorify you this morning. For there is no one like you. There is no one like you. For your name is great, God. And greatly to be praised. Father, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice. That there be an impartation into them this morning. That there be a power that come that brings life and abundance into them now. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence, for your peace, for your power. We prepare our minds. We open our hearts to receive for what you have to deliver. We give you praise, Jesus. <clears throat> we give you glory and honor. We thank you. Father, I even declare healing. We pray peace and healing over everybody that's under the sound of my voice. You sent your word and healed them. So, Father, we declare healing today. Healing over your household. Healing over minds. Healing over bodies. Healing over spirits, God. We pray that there's the re reality of your life. That the reality of your power be made manifested right now. And we give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
I want you to prepare yourself. Uh, we're going to talk about and from the start from the subject from glory to glory. From glory to glory. And I want you to go to 2 Corinthians for me, 3:14 through 18. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 14 through 18. Hallelujah. We give you praise, God. 2 Corinthians 3, 14 through 18. Thank you, men. You can turn that instrument off for me. Hallelujah. And it reads, but their mind were blinded for until the day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. But the veil is taken away in Christ. I'm going to say that again. But the veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord. And being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the spirit of the Lord. You can turn me down just a mic. Thank you, Nanjo. But we, I'm going to read verse 18 again, but we with all unveiled face behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same image, not a different image, into the same image from glory to glory, just as by we, uh, the spirit of the Lord, we go from glory to glory. Now, I want you to understand something. Now, he's saying that there's a veil that's still upon people's eyes and that veil is taken away in Christ. Now, it's interesting because he says the veil of the Old Testament is still upon individuals' eyes, which means that there is certain things that you will never get out of God without a revelation of Christ. I must say that again. There are things that you will never come into the fullness and the knowledge and the understanding of until you get a revelation of Christ. It doesn't matter that you read the Bible. It doesn't matter that you read the Old Testament. And it doesn't even matter if you read the New Testament. Without a revelation of Christ Jesus, there is a veil that stays upon people's minds and hearts. So God is wanting us to understand that there is a glory that we're supposed to walk in. And it's not only one time that you're supposed to understand it and walk into it. He said we go from glory to glory, which means there should be always a progression or a progressive movement into another glory. The problem we're having is we're getting stuck and stagnant in an old glory. And when you go and say stuck in an old glory, it means you still have a you're regurgitating an old faith. I want you to hear me. When you have not moved into a new glory, it means you can only regurgitate an old faith. 
And God is trying to keep us in a progressive movement of the glory. If you're not moving in a progressive movement of the glory, that means you're regurgitating what was. And you have not been called to regurgitate what was. You are called to go from faith to faith, which means when you can operate in faith to another level of faith, you don't regurgitate an old faith. You actually move forward progressively into a new faith, which brings you into a new glory. So I want you to understand we're talking about glory to glory. And it's interesting because one of the things that we haven't figured out is why do we get on the move in God? Why do we get progressive? But we uh, we have the same language. We get to a point where we're not moving. We get to a point where we're not going forward. And we have to realize that when we're not going forward or we're not progressive, that means we're not tapping to what we should be progressive in, which is the glory. Now, I want you to realize that you should be moving from one glory to another glory, which means I should never be regurgitating an old message, an old revelation, an old thing. This is why there are many people. They can never talk about what God is doing. They can only talk about what God has done. And it's nothing wrong with talking about what God has done if it provoke you to get to where he's where he is. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing wrong with talking about what he's done if it provokes you to get to where he is. Everything that we learn of Christ or from Christ, even what we have memory of or what he's done for us is so we can stay in a progressive movement of a new glory. But if we're not in progressive movement of a new glory, that means we're regurgitating something of the old. But it must provoke us to what is now. The Bible says now faith is the substance, which means if you haven't gotten into a now faith is, you haven't moved into faith. You could be believing, but you're not in faith. There is something called believing, but you can have a hope for believing, but not be in faith. The Bible says even the devil believes. So don't get so excited about believing. You have to go from believing into the now faith of God. I hope you can hear me. Y'all can say amen back there too. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand. There is a glory that God is calling you to walk in. And we got to get out the humanistic nature because the Bible says that we're going to come into the same image of Christ Jesus. The same image of God, which means that we should be walking in a certain glory. And we're going to learn what that glory is and what glory looks like. Now, I want you to understand something. The word glory, what is glory? High renounced honor, won by notable achievement. Okay. Magnificence, great beauty. All right. But I want, I want to take you a step further. The Greek word for glory, I want you to listen to this. The Greek word for glory is, is doxa. Some spell it D-O-X-A or D-O-X-H. Doxa. That's the Greek word, doxa. Now, doxa does not mean the same English language, uh, a glory. Doxa actually means judgment or opinion. Okay? It, it means judgment or opinion, extension, good reputation, honor. All right? Which means there is something that's greater in doxa that we have to grab hold to so we can walk in this glory that we are called to. Now, it's interesting because most people understand, and I've heard and I, I, I've heard people say, hey, you know what? 
I am full of God. Have you ever heard yourself or heard somebody say, hey, you know what? I'm full of God. Now, we have the set distinction to what full of God means, because the interesting thing is, if you are full of God. Or you have learned to come into the fullness of God. See, there's a difference between you having the full having God, all of God, when you are saved. The spirit of God joins with your spirit. You are saved. You have the fullness of God. But it's different between learning to have the fullness of God and learning to come in to the fullness of God. There's a difference. The Bible says Christ in us. And then he says, although Christ is in you, you got to learn how to come into him. So it's nothing that God came into you. You got to learn how to get that expression out of you. Most of us, it's listen, we have been learning a lot about what the adversary is doing. We have been learning about realms and extension principles that govern realms of the adversary of adversarial movement. Now, it's one thing to know what the adversary is doing, but it's another thing to know how to keep them off of you. It means nothing that I know what he's doing if I don't know how to keep, keep him out. So we got to listen. We, we, it, it's time to come out of defense. I, I don't know about you. I'm ready to play some offense. And the only way to play offense is you got to know uh, uh, more about God than you know about the devil. Now, although we understand what the world is being framed into, you got to understand what the doxa and come into the fullness of the doxa, the glory of God that you're supposed to be walking in. It means nothing that you know the devil is uh, trying to do something to your family. It does nothing to know the devil is trying to do something to your mind. It only means something when you understand how to counteract it in offense. It's time to play offense, people of God. In Jesus' name. Now, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. So that glory, there's a glory. Paul was actually trying to help Christians. Focus not in the Old Testament glory. He wanted them to focus in the New Testament glory. Now, I want you to understand. There is an Old Testament glory. The Bible talks about the Old Testament glory that was of the law. But the Bible also tells us that there is a new glory that came in Christ Jesus. Okay. now I want you John 114. I want you to listen to this. John 1, 14. Stay with me. I want to tie this together. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we saw his glory. Glory as the only begotten from the father, full of grace and truth. Now, I want to start here because we're going to talk about how to get the fullness. He's saying, listen, and we saw his glory, glory of the only begotten father, full of grace and truth. Now, one of the things that I want you to understand is for you to come into the fullness of God, you have it, but you got to come into it. I'm going to say that again. You have it, but you got to learn to come into it. The only way you can really come into it, the power of God rests on grace and truth. Write that down. The power of God rests on grace and truth. It rests on what? Grace and truth. But you've got to understand there are different attributes of God. I want you to now go to Revelation. We're going to read a lot of scripture. This is called the church. We're going to read a lot of scripture. Go to Revelation 3.1 for me. Revelation 3.1. Watch this. I want to show you something. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write the word of him who has seven spirits of God. Huh? The word of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, 
You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Now, hold on, because before we understand who God really is and all of God, you got to understand that God is not only one spirit. The Bible talk about there's attributes of that one spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. He says there are seven spirits of God. Now, let's go deeper. Revelations 5, 6. Watch this. And I look and behold the midst of the throne of the four living creatures. And in the midst of the elders stood a lamp as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. Which means there are seven, seven spirits of God. Oh, you know, Pastor, you know, I'm full of the spirit. No, you got the spirit of God. But there are more spirits that you need to come into that you can walk in the fullness of that doxa. See, the problem is, it's not that you're not a Christian. It's not that you don't do good things. The problem is, are you coming into the fullness of the doxa? Are you coming into the fullness of the spirits of God? Listen, uh, uh, Daniel uh, 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 did mighty things with two of them, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel. you got to realize that there are more into God than we realize. And these spirits are given spirits. They are what? They're given spirits. This, this is not something that you got just you, you just tap into when you are saved. These are spirits that you have to learn to come into. These are depths of understanding who Christ really is in his fullness. You know what? People who walk in the doctor, they don't ask for miracles. They make them. They do create them. They create miracles. See, people who walk in the doctor don't ask for healing. They take healing. People who walk in the doctor don't ask for uh, deliverance. They don't ask for forgiveness. They learn to take it. Why? Because they learn how to come into the fullness of who Christ is. I want you to say amen. Now, I want, I'm going to give you the seven spirits. Watch this. Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11. I hope this is blessing you. Isaiah 11. One through two. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The, watch this. The spirit of the Lord, that go one, shall rest upon him. The what? Spirit of the Lord. That's one. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. That's two. And understanding. That's three. The spirit of counsel. That's four. The spirit of might. That's five. The spirit of knowledge. That's six. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know what the problem have been with the church? You've gotten the spirit of the Lord, but you don't have the spirit of counsel. You got the spirit of the Lord, but you don't have the spirit of wisdom. That's why you can shout, but you don't know how to use wisdom when you talk to people. You can shout, but you don't know how to use counsel when you're dealing with in individuals. You know how to shout, but you don't have the spirit of understanding. The Bible said with all thy getting, get what? Get understanding. So it means nothing that you started with one spirit, which is all of them. But you got to learn how to tap into the fullness of what Christ has called you and have the ability to come into. So I want you to understand something. In that fullness lies that glory that God is calling us to come into. There is a glory that we're supposed to come into. And as you come into more of the fullness, you're coming more into that glory. 
When you come more into that glory, there is nothing that can stop the radiance that is manifested from you. But there is a couple of caveats here that you have to understand how to walk in that. Come on, I don't know about you. I want to know how to stay in the spirit. I want to know how to stay in the fullness of God. I want to know how to come into the fullness. I'm tired of being dry. I'm tired of dealing with human nature. I want to learn how to come into the fullness and stay there. Can you say amen? So I want you to hear this. I want you to hear that there are two distinctions before we go further. There are two distinctions that you have to understand about God. Number one, the Bible talks about in Numbers uh, 23. He says that God is not a man. So I need you to get that. Number one, you need to understand it. Before we can talk about glory, you need to understand something. God is not a what? Man. The problem is we keep interpreting God as a man. We interpret it, we box him in as if he used live from a human ideologies, human logic. And God is not a man. That's the first distinction you have to set in your mind. God is not a man. And number two, you got to realize in Hebrews 11, he says, now faith is the substance. So you got to understand there is a difference between uh, uh, talking faith and having now faith, which means faith is now. If you say I have faith for something, that means you're in the now of God. So these two distinctions, it separates, it hollows God to be God. Okay? Now watch this. Go to Romans. I told you you're going to read a lot of scripture. Go to Romans 8. Watch this. 18 through 22. Romans 8, 18 through 22. Now watch this. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed where? Come on, say with me. The glory that's supposed to be revealed where? In us. Wait. You're telling me the glory of God, and you know we love to tell people about the glory of God, and you know we don't want to take God's glory. People tell us God is, man, you, you're a blessed man. You say, no, you know, it's only God. But he's telling you, that the glory is supposed to come through you. Come on, let's keep reading. At this present time, the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. Where is the glory going to be revealed? In God. I, 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 I. The glory is going to be revealed where? Revealed in us. It's going to be revealed in us. So why are you waiting on the glory from God when God is already glorified? See, you're still waiting on the glory of God to come. And he said the glory is going to be real, revealed through you. Come on, people of God. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So we got a problem here. Because we waiting on glory, the world waiting on glory, and everybody waiting. We waiting on glory, the world waiting on glory, everybody waiting. But the Bible says that the glory is going to be revealed through you. Let's continue. Verse 20. For the creation was subjected to fertility, 
not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Uh oh, watch this. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from bondage of corruption. Watch where it's going to be delivered from corruption. Watch this. Into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. For we know that the whole creation groan and labors with birth pains together until now. What are we reading here? The Bible is saying, number one, the glory is going to be revealed through you. Yet what you are going and suffering through this present time might be a setup for God getting you out of your comfort zone so you can be able to handle what's supposed to come to you. See, the problem is you might be counting this a loss, but it might be a win. God knows he got to shake the church up. God knows he got to wake the church up because if I keep you in your comfort, you will never be ready to take on the glory and take on the world so it can come into you. The glory of God is supposed to come through you. And the Bible says that it's delivered into your hands. Come on, am I reading that right? Watch this. Because the creation itself always always will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. See, we love the, you know, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the above and not beneath. But do you have a backbone to be the head? Do you have the doxa to be the head? Do you have the glory to be the head? See, we always love to talk about what we haven't entered into. And Christ is saying, you can't just talk about it. You got to learn how to come into that doxa. You got to learn how to come into that glory that's supposed to be revealed through you. Where's the glory revealed? Through you. Where is the world eagerly waiting for you to wake up? So you calling this time pain. And you're giving up and you're falling into the mischief of your mind and the earthly arenas of thought patterns. You're allowing yourself to go into cognizant, uh, defiled cognizant thought patterns that's actually defiling what's supposed to become the glory through you. Stop looking only based on what's going on in the world. Stop looking at what's going on in your body. Stop looking at what's going on around you and learn how to come into the fullness of what Christ called you to come into, which is the doxa. Come into the fullness of that glory. Come into the fullness of the seven spirits. Come into the fullness of Christ. Can y'all hear me? So the glory of God is called to be revealed through us. And the, the creation was called to be delivered in your hands. It's called to be delivered where? In your hands. Are you, are you ready for creation to be delivered in your hands? Or are you afraid of what creation is doing? Are you ready for creation to be delivered to your hands? Do you have the wisdom do you have the knowledge? Do you have the, uh, the spirit of counsel? Do you have the spirit of power? Do you have the spirit of understanding to handle the world coming into your hands? Can you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. We got a problem. And this is the problem. 
I'm going to tell you what the problem is. You know, God spoke to me and he said, son, there's a problem that's going on with the body of Christ that they have lost their innocence. You know, when you first get saved, you got this innocence with God. You got this unfair. You want to listen. You believe all things are possible. But the problem is when life start coming into you, when life start happening to you, when things start happening around you, when you start seeing miracles and not seeing some, when you start seeing pain, seeing hurt, seeing bondage, what happens is your conscience starts to relapse. Your understanding starts to come up. And you start to take on the wisdom of this world more than the wisdom of God. You start to take on, come on, I want to show you something. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 3. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 3. Because we have to understand, when you come into the doxa of God, there is no fear of man. When you come into the doxa of God, you are not doubting and limiting what God can and can't do. 1 Corinthians 3, 18. Watch this. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seem to be wise in this age. Seem to be what? Wise in this age. Watch this. Let him become a fool that he may become wise. Jesus, which means Jesus said you got to be a fool to be wise. <laughs> For the wisdom of the world is foolishness. With God. Now, wait, 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 because I go to college to get wisdom. I, wait, wait, wait. Come on. Let, let's go down. Here. I go to college to learn the systems of the world. That, that's what I go to school for. I go to learn how to navigate through the systems of the world. I learn economics. I learn English. I learn math. I learn how to use the wisdom of the world for my benefit. In, 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 in these uh, uh, arenas of teachings. So you got to understand something. God is saying, although you might have a doctorate, although you might have five degrees, he says still not. It's still foolishness. Uh, see, I'm, I'm going to offend some people here in the eyes of God. He called it foolishness. Why? Because anything that is not bringing glory to him and bring glory to men. Your Bible tells you do not glory in men. He said, for all things are yours. See, you thought you were going to college for a job, but God was bringing you through college to have wisdom so you can be shrewd as a serpent and homeless as a dove. See, your problem is you've allowed yourself to believe more in the wisdom of this world, more in the wisdom of man, and you lost your wisdom and lost the doxa and the understanding of God. Can you hear what I'm saying? So he said, listen. If anyone think he's wise in this age, let him become fools that he may become wise because the wisdom of this age is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that yet they are <laughs> fertile. Excuse me. Yet they are fertile. You know what's happening to your faith? It's becoming fertile. It's becoming fertile. It's been defiled. You say, how did it become defiled? It became defiled because you've allowed the consciousness 
and you started to try to become more understanding. See, some of us don't realize we got to lose our mind. Thank you, man of God. We got to lose our mind to gain the mind. Thank you, man of God. Some of us have to realize. Uh, I, I want you to hear me because, because I'm going to help you understand something here. Some of us have gotten so, uh, you know, we, we've, we've become so logical. You know, it, it's so interesting that the Bible says you can have all wisdom, you can have all understanding and all these things. But if you don't have love and if you're not edified in that love, you've done nothing. What God is trying to say, if you haven't come really into me, if you haven't been edified with me, you really don't understand who you are and you really don't understand what you're doing. What I want you to realize that there is a person of God, there is a spirit of God, there is a doctor of God that God is trying to get men to come into. But we have lost belief. We have lost. And listen, we change our doctrine according to the society. If depending on what the news say, we change our doctrine to fit that narrative. And God is saying, I'm tired of trying to fit the narrative of the world. I need my church to come into my narrative. I need my church to come into my meta narrative. What is a meta narrative? I need them to come into the mentality, the modality, the wisdom, the knowledge, the storyline of what I am and who I am. And we started with the distinction. I told you God is not a man, which means if God is within me, I have become more than man. And if you're still working out of a man realm, you have lost your sense of doxa. Come on, I want you to tell yourself, I declare today that I'm going to learn how to stay out of the man's realm. I'm going to learn how to stay out of man's mind. Why? Because he said, if you think you are wise by man's wisdom, you're a fool. I don't know about you. You've got to learn how to lose your mind to get a mind. See, God wants people crazy folk. I like to be crazy because until I learn how to lose my own mind, see, sometimes I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little too logic. And the more logical I get, the more sickness don't uh, come off of, of people. The more sickness don't come off of me. The more logical I get, the, the more that deliverance don't happen. The more logical I get, the more things don't happen that God said happen. Why? Because God doesn't work in the realm of men's mind. He works in the realm of the supernatural, for he is not a man. He works in a realm that is in the impossible. And every time we take on the mentality of what we've been through, the mentality of what we study, the mentality of what's possible based on human wisdom and based on human logic, we will always limit God in his realm. Can y'all say amen? God is trying to get you out of the normative of life. What if your influence, what if your money, what if your promises was working and was possible in in the realm of God. But you're still trying to grow more in the realm of man. See, some of you really believe that you got to do all the steps that man tell you to do to reach what God called you to do. And it's a lie. I'm, 
See, some of you, you got to understand the acceleration of the things of God has nothing to do with you following the pattern of man. But it's all had to do with you learning how to tap into the wisdom, the doxa, the understanding of God. And he will give you the tools to, to go step from step and glory to glory. And if you can follow the steps that bring you into the glory, you will realize that it's God that's trying to do it through you because he got to prove himself to you. To prove himself to them that you didn't have to do it the same way that they had to do it through you. I hope you can hear me. Come on, come on. I, I don't, if you're watching this, I want you to say, listen, I'm coming into the fullness of God. I, I, I'm coming into the fullness of God. I, I'm tired of working on a, a 50%. I'm tired of working on 20%. I want to come into the fullness of the doxa. I want to come into the fullness of the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Colossians 3, since you have been raised to this new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set your what? Sights. This is Colossians 3. Uh, 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 one, since you have been raised with this new life, which means you got a new body, a new life in Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven, which means your reality will always be according to what you're, where your sight is set. Uh, I need you to come on, write that down. Your reality will always be according to where your sights are set. He said, since you have been raised to this new life, set your sight on the reality of heaven, which means your reality will always be where you're set. And if you are set to the world, you will always have the world's reality. Uh-oh, see, we, we about to go here. See, some of us only can operate from a world reality. Why? That's where we set. But Christ is saying, since you've been raised to this new life, I need you to come into the reality of heaven, the reality of Christ. And when you come into the reality of Christ, you don't have to be set in the reality of the world. What is the reality of the world? Whatever's going on in the world, whatever's going on in the atmosphere, whatever's going on in the air, whatever's the principalities and the powers are doing in the homes, what they're doing in children, what they're doing in relationships, we, you're saying we're susceptible, susceptible to those things. But Christ said, since you've been raised with him, why are you still living and limiting who he is in his realm? See, the problem is you've got to learn how to come into the fullness of God that you're not operating in the a lower realm. Can you say amen? Learn to set your sight, which means when you are set man, you're not movable. Which means you don't consider something else. See, you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I pastor needed some rest. You know, I was moving too much. I needed some rest. But when things happen to me, you know what? I don't, I don't. First of all, I don't start blaming the devil and I don't start blaming God. What I do is I start asking myself, where have I considered? Where have I allowed logic of the world become more logical than God? 
And I will always find that there was something that had sold me into more believing in what the world is doing than believing what God is doing. See, sometimes you got to check your belief. You got to check where you are. Are you in the now of faith? Or are you in believing stages where things can still happen? Hallelujah. Come on, I want to give you this last thing. And I want to pray for you. I declare that you're going to learn to set your sights. No matter where you are in your life. Today is the day that you set your sight on the reality of heaven. It's time for you to come into the fullness of those seven spirits. It's time for you to come into the fullness of the doxa, the glory of God. It is the glory of God that you need to come into the fullness of. You should not be walking as mere men, but you should be walking in the glory of God, which means there is a radiance. Let me tell you something about the glory of God. When you walk in the glory of God, men will see you. Men will understand you. Men will want you. Listen, there's a glory that men run after. See, we think, let me tell you something about, about, about God. Let me tell you something about what, when God has people running after people. Let me, see, some people we look at and we say, oh, they're nothing. And we don't realize why people follow them. Because we don't realize that when God manifests a glory through you, it by default make men follow you. It by default make men make want to meet you. It by default make you get a promotion. It by default puts you in an arena that no man can give you. But you know what's been happening? You have been giving your glory from the world. See, here we go. You've been allowing men of the world to glorify you. So when men of the world have to glorify you, you got to keep proving to them that you need you can that, that, that you can be you, you need them to keep pushing you into the glory. See, some of us are so afraid of man more than God because we believe that our glory come from men in the world. And God is saying there's a stage and a place that you're going to have to speak what I tell you to speak. You're going to have to walk where I tell you to walk. And I don't need you to glory in men. For all are yours. I don't need you to glory in men. I need you to come into the glory that I have for you. See, but the problem is you are concerned about what people are saying. You're concerned about what people are doing because you've learned to get your glory from men. And when you get your glory from men, you got to keep it up by keep appeasing them. You can't compromise. So you are compromised. Because you got to keep appeasing men. Because that's where your glory lies. Do your glory lie with men or do your glory lie with God? Do you believe more in the glory of men or do you believe in the glory of God? See, men that believe and understand the glory, the doctrine of God, they're not afraid to speak the mind of the spirit. Are you afraid to speak the mind of the spirit? Are you compromised in the mind of the spirit? That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of this gospel of Jesus Christ unto salvation. He said, I am not ashamed of what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what the problem is? Most of us are ashamed. Why? Because we've gotten our glory from men. Most of us are ashamed to say and speak what God is saying. Why? Because our glory is more in men. And we feel like we'll lose the glory of men if we say what God said to say. 
But when your glory comes only from God, you are not afraid of this gospel. You can walk boldly. You can walk strongly. You can come into the fullness of the doctrine. Come into the fullness of the seven spirits and walk boldly in the throne room of grace and get what God has called you to get. You are the light of the world, a city set on the hill that no man should be able to cover. Why? Because the glory that's the radiance of the glory that's shining through you, which means if you are being trampled on the foot, that means you haven't come into the fullness. What is trampling your life? If you have things trampling your life, it means you haven't come into the fullness. I want to give you one more thing. And I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want, want you to watch this. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 2.5. 1 Corinthians 2, 5. And it reads that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Uh-oh. That your faith should not. Now, this ball, he started off with saying, listen, uh, 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 don't let your faith. We, we, when I come to preach, I don't preach according to human wisdom. And verse 5, he, then he says this. Then that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the what? Power of God. Now, how many of us come to church just to hear a good word? See, the problem is you come to hear a good word, not experience a word. Ugh. Can you say amen? See, the problem is we've learned to come to hear a good word, not experience a word. See, it's a, see, it's a difference. When you come to hear a good word, you always have ears to fit the narrative that you come to be encouraged in. But when you come to get a word, when you come to experience that word, come into the power of that word, now there's a different expectation of coming into God. And God is saying, I need you to get your trust. I need you to get your systems out of men. Now watch this. Let's continue. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Uh oh, there it goes again. Nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak wisdom of God in a what? Mystery. Watch this. I'm going to teach you how to come into the doxa. Watch this. The hidden wisdom which God ordained. Watch this. Before the ages for what? Remember, it's hidden. He ordained it, but it's hidden. Watch this. He ordained it before the ages for what? Oh, for our glory. Ah, <laughs> I don't know about you. See, there is a wisdom that God is trying to say that is hidden. The world not supposed to get this wisdom. This doctrine is not for everybody. This fullness is not for everybody. He said, I put it in a hidden place. And if you can come into that hidden place, you're going to come into the fullness. See, the problem why believers are not coming into the fullness, because you're not going deep enough to come into the doxa. He said, I ordained it before the ages. It's for not God's glory. It's not for God's glory. 
It's for your glory. Well, you know, I'm not supposed to have glory. You know, only glory come from God. See, the problem is you're still living below what God has called you to walk into. You're still living below being a son in a God told you to be one just like him. Listen, we are small gods, small G. We know he's big father God. But you got to realize that because I have the same DNA of Christ, I must walk and can walk like he walked. Can you say amen? So he's saying it's been ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers had they known. See, the problem is you, you're using the wisdom of the, the rulers. And God is saying, I, I, I gave you something deeper, but it's in a mystery. But you love the wisdom from the rulers of this world. But every time you take on their wisdom, you come out of mind. Which none of the rulers be, knew before they had known. For they had known they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man. The things which God prepared for those who love him. <laughs> no man knows the things that God prepared for those who love him. Watch this. But God has revealed it to them through his spirit. Uh-oh. He revealed it where? Through his spirit. For the spirit searches how many things? How many things? Ah. Well, you know, I got I to gotta do what the world told. No, no, no. The spirit searches all things, which mean if you have all things in Christ, why do you regard the world more wise than the all things that come through the spirit of God? See, we got to learn that there is more to God than what we've experienced. The problem is you allow your experience to dictate the more in God. You've got to come out of your experience. You've got to allow your experience to always be made afresh. For the Bible says we must go from glory to glory. So the glory that you stop, you feel like you've arrived. See, some of you, you have arrived. You can't get anymore. You've arrived. And every time you arrive, you are stale and stagnant. And when you are stale and stagnant, you can only reinforce what you've done before. That's why some sometime more older folks and people who have done things back then, they're always talking about what they used to do. God used to move. God used to heal. Oh, I remember when God did bless me. But what about the uh, what about the now of God? I'm so tired of talking about what used to be. I want to know what he's doing now. Come on, come into the now of God. Come into the now of your blessing. Come into the now of your revelation. Come into the now of your healing. In Jesus' name. I'm going to stop right there. The Bible says, all things are made known through the Spirit of God. All things. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. That's our problem. It searches all things. Yet the what? Deep things of God. We're not going deep enough. If you're going to walk into this fullness, if you're going to learn to manifest all of this of what God has called you to do, you got to go deeper, which means, listen, the voice, the voice, the voices of society, the voices of, of, of healing, the, excuse me, the voices of sickness, the voices of diseases, the voices of your family, 
The voices of your children, the voices of problems, the voices of issues have to be secondary to the voice of God. Will you allow God? Listen, in fact, not even God. Will you allow yourself to come deeper into him? God wants you to operate and walk in the glory. We should be going from glory to glory. And if I'm not going from one glory to the next glory, I have to identify where have I gotten stuck. If you have not been moving from glory to glory, you have to identify where did a compromise come in. I want to talk to you and pray to you today. I don't know and I don't listen. I I declare today whatever's going on in your body, whatever's going on in your family, whatever's going on in your life. I declare today that you are going to come out of that realm and come into another higher realm. There is a higher court. There is a higher spirit. There is a higher Lord. There is a higher realm of the spirit that if you can learn to tap into that the normative of life will be diminished out of your life. Come on, I don't care what you're dealing with, whether it's sickness, whether it's pain, whether it's heartache, whether it's uh, situations, whether it's circumstance. I declare today that I put, listen, I come out of this lower realm of thinking and I bring my reality up into heaven. I put my reality into the fullness of God. And in that realm of the fullness, I learn to operate and demonstrate from him. Pour yourself into him. Pour yourself into him. And I declare from the, everyone under the sound of my voice that every lower level demon, every lower level demonic activity, every lower level movement be broken in Jesus name. And we come into the fullness and the heightness of the spirit right now. Come on. I break doubt. I break doubt off of your mind. I break limitations off of your mind. I break stagnant off of you. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Some of you, you're supposed to be operating on a higher level that you've been. You've been seduced to a lower level. You come on. The people that surround you, they have compromised you in lower level logics and lower level thinking. It's time for you to get in a, a place. Get friends that is trying to get to where you need to go. Walk close to the spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, Father, I pray right now. We thank you for everyone. That has heard your word today. Lord, I pray. Deliverance right now. I pray breakthrough right now. Come on, I pray access right now. That the supernatural, the spirit that is within God and that's within you be made manifested in the doctor. We come into the doctor right now. We come into the fullness of the glory right now. And we will not be ashamed of the gospel. We give you praise this day. We give you honor. We give you glory in the mighty and matchless 
powerful name of Jesus Christ. And if you love him, say amen. Hallelujah. I thank God for you. Church, it's time to walk in the fullness. It's time to walk in what God called you to walk in. It's time to walk in the glory. It's time. It is your time. I want you, listen, if this bless you, I want you to sow into what you heard today. I want you to go believersconnection.org and I want you to sow. God is on the move. God is on the move. And it's time for you to come into the fullness that you know God has been provoking your heart to. You gotta come out of compromise. You gotta got see, listen, the birth pains is the comfort zone. You know, sometimes birth pains is just a revealing that there's more that I have to come into. So I declare today that you come into that fullness that God is calling you into. So into that fullness. And I pray that you'll never be the same again. I thank God for you. We pray that today is your day deliverance, liberty, and freedom. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope to see you here soon. God bless you. Take care.